We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, being a husband and a girl dad, sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris each week wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Your regular Saturday crew is back, fear not. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, Game on Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack and the Quick Slants Podcast. Joined with me, as always, is the newly married Mark Eckel. Mark, how is married life treating you? Uh, it's been a great week. <laughs> as a fan, I'll tell you what. My my wife and I were actually talking about it today. Is it, today's our one week anniversary? I'm like, <laughs> man, that was like, it, I, I, we couldn't believe. Like, I, I I guess most of the we had well, some people in town and you know for the wedding and this and that, family and friends and whatever. And like, it, we we can't believe it. Like, it's Friday already. Like, it was just it, it was the fastest week in, of my life. <laughs> but everything's great. Awesome, good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. 
Congratulations. And then, of course, in the great Dairyland state of Wisconsin, we have Paul Bredel. And since Mark didn't cover the weather, Paul, you get to talk about what is going on in Wisconsin. Is fall upon us or is winter starting to creep in? Oh, fall is here. Winter is creeping in. Now, it didn't stay around, but there was not too far of me. I'm just on the north side of Green Bay. Uh, And a little north of us, there was some snow on the ground this morning already. Yep, and even in the western part of the state, they they got some that's sticking. So it's coming. It's coming. I'll blame that on Minnesota. Anytime anything (laughs) bad happens in western Wisconsin, I'd blame it on Minnesota immediately. (laughs) Right? Good thing to do. It's the easiest place to go. So, all right, well... As you know, on Saturday, when you wake up, it's the injury report from us every week. So we've got a pretty decent list here, even coming off the bye week. But fortunately, a lot of the names on it look like they have a good chance to be participating as the Packers head to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. And according to what I heard from Mike Clemens earlier this week, it sounds like it's uh, still warm down there. So it's going to be warm and, and a little bit hot and and so the Packers are uh, they're gonna have to have to stay hydrated and be ready for that. As is and, and I don't know if you got if, if if you two heard, heard this or not, but the the Buccaneers chose to wear white this week, making yep. the Packers wear their dark color, the green, which the Packers usually wear wear you know the, that's their home uniform. So, but because of the heat, they're gonna make they're they're gonna try to get a little edge there and make the Packers wear you know a dark jersey on the on the road. That trick's been going on for 50, yeah, sure. 50 years, and I mean the Packers back in the, you know back in, there was one game. Mark, you might remember this. Paul, you won't. Um, when when well, I mean because it was in the it was in the eighties. Um, right. What you say? So, the old guy will know the young guy. Won't. Well, I'm part of that too. I'm with you, Mark. I mean, I'm very proud to be a part of that club. Um, but there was a game in '89. Uh, it was the Packers against Tampa, and honest to God. The the Tampa was visiting Green Bay, and the Packers actually decided to wear their white jerseys because there was a rumor that Vinny Testaverde was colorblind, <laughs> and that if they wore white, that he wasn't going to be able to distinguish between the Packers jerseys and the Bucks jerseys. So they wore their white jerseys at Lambeau Field, which had to have been a, like a, an anomaly, and the Packers lost anyway. So I, I just look, look, man. If you if you're good at football, you're going to play good football. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, the. Um, I remember the Packers playing their opener in Tampa in 96, and they wore their dark jerseys in that game, too, unless I'm mistaken. Maybe they maybe they were wearing their whites, but they lit the Bucks. And Tampa wasn't very good back then, too, but they lit the Buccaneers up. So if you're, if, three, I think it was. Yeah, if you're a good team, I, I remember Keith Jackson caught caught one down the seam, yep. and that was kind of like the, the, the good omen for the rest of the season because that became his calling card. Keith Jackson up the seam, wide open down the middle, and uh, a lot of good things happened that season. Obviously, the season ended well, so... Uh, nice try, Bucks. And if you have to do stuff like that too, like that, just you're, you're kind of showing some of your cards there, as far as your confidence goes. I think so. Getting to the injury report, we've got some names on there. So for starters, I'll just kind of go up down the list of, of how it's listed here. So Devontae Adams was listed uh, with a hamstring, but he was full participation all week. He is back. Devontae Adams will play on Sunday. The other, the other Adams, this is in alphabetical order. The other Adams, uh, Mark Montrevious Adams is listed as questionable. Any thoughts? <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about Montreal. Yeah, I, I he's do actually want, been okay. I mean, if, if, 
I was just going to say that. There's, he's had a few flashes. Yeah. Now, he's not someone we want to rely on by any means, but he has in these small doses here and there over the last few weeks especially. He has looked better than the first few seasons. So there's something, hopefully. Well, and the big, the big, key, is, the big key with Montrevious isn't that he's, he's lighting the world on fire, but it's the depth. It's just the depth up front and, and having maybe one less guy to rotate in there. But, Mark, I know your feelings are well known. We know. Well, my my thing, and uh, on a you know serious note, if if he is injured and might not be able to play, then obviously they will, they'll bring Billy Wynn back back up again. Right, I would think so because they're they're going to need more than just you know Clark, um, Lancaster, and Lowry and Kiki. They'll, they'll be they're, they're the main four, but you need a fifth guy, and it'll be Billy Wynn, who actually played. I believe he played more snaps than Adams did last week or two weeks ago. So. They're okay. I mean, that's not a that's not a big loss. Yeah. No. And we'll skip ahead a little bit too. Spoiler alert: Kenny Clark full participation all week after the groin injury uh, a couple weeks ago, and Kenny Clark will go on Sunday. So it's not going to be an easy game. But the Packers are getting two big pieces back in Devontae Adams and Kenny Clark, one on each side of the ball. Montrevious Adams again. It's a, a depth thing. So we'll see. I mean, it's been the story of his career. Montrevious Adams has been in and out of the lineup, and even when he was in there, he's either hurt. Or he wasn't hurt and still wasn't very effective. So I'm I'm with you. I'm not quite at your total level, Mark, but I'm I'm more on your side than not with regards to Montrevious Adams. I'll put it this way: I don't think he's a Packer in 2021. So going to be in 2020. So yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Jair Alexander listed with a hand and a knee injury. He was limited on Wednesday, but full participation Thursday and Friday. Jair looks like he is good to go. Linebacker Chris Barnes shoulder injury. Um, again, same story. He was limited Wednesday. Went full Thursday. And Friday, we talked about Kenny Clark already, but let's kind of slow down because these are two defensive pieces. And Paul, we'll start with you. Obviously, Jair is incredibly important, especially if um, if Mike Evans is um, any better. He's listed as uh, he was listed on the injury report with an ankle injury, but he is not even listed as questionable. So Mike Evans is going to play, and they're going to need Jair out there. But Chris Barnes has really had quietly, and maybe not so quiet anymore a really good season for this team. And I keep thinking back to seasons where they've been really successful. And it's because guys step up and kind of play the role of the unsung hero. And I use Des Bishop as an example, I feel like 18 times a show in my mind. I don't know if it's getting on your guys' nerves, but Chris Barnes kind of strikes me as maybe that type of guy. I mean, he, he could be so key that we're talking about one of the reasons why this team made the playoffs is because of Barnes. So, Paul, I mean, obviously Alexander, but your take on those two guys and the, the boost it gives the defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Packers are going to need Jair, and um, I'm sure we'll get to Kevin King here shortly, but they're going to have a tough matchup this week. Obviously, there's Mike Evans, who you mentioned. He's tied for first with Adam Thielen in the NFL with touchdown receptions, and uh, I think five of those six or all six have come inside the 10-yard line. So him and Brady have formed quite the one-two punch in the red zone. And the Bucks are getting Chris Godwin back this week as well. He missed the last two games. And he had 1,300 receiving yards last year. And then Scotty Miller, he's a little um, not as well-known as those two, obviously. Plays in the slot out wide. And he's actually been um, a deep threat, a deep target of Brady's. I believe seven of his 20 targets have come 20 or more yards downfield. And just because Brady's up there in age, I know a few weeks ago when they played the uh, New Orleans Saints, the Packers did, you know, it was all about how Breeze just dinks and dunks, dinks and dunks. Brady is actually tied with Rodgers for the most deep pass attempts this season with 30, and the Bucks' 18 explosive pass plays are uh, six most this season. So I know Brady's up there in age, but this is a little bit different animal than uh, Drew Brees' style. Brady's still going to air it out, and he's definitely going to with those two receivers and Scotty Miller as well. So 
it's going to be a tough challenge this week for Jair. He's shown that he's up to it, but the whole Packers secondary in general, it's going to be challenging. And one other thing I want to mention on Kenny Clark having him back, you know, I think a lot of people's first thoughts with Kenny Clark is what he can help in the run defense, and that's absolutely true. But he's going to give this pass rush a boost as well. And that's that's one thing that's been lacking a little bit on this defense. Last year, in terms of pressure rate, the Packers were top five in the NFL. This year, they're ranked 25th so far. So the good news, we saw Zedarius have a bit of a breakout game against Atlanta. Um, but what Clark can do, I mean, the way when he pushes the middle the way he does and can get that penetration, especially if Z's in that rover role where he's kind of roaming around the middle there, I mean, that's the quickest way for anyone, whether it's Z, linebacker, or Preston Smith, to get to the quarterback. When Kenny can push the middle... And it's a straight, you know, it's just right to the quarterback versus having to go around the edge. But also, Clark's going to occupy a lot of the double teams. Z's had a lot of those double teams recently, so I think the pass rush is going to get a big boost this week as well with Clark's return. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. No doubt about it. I mean, that's that's Kenny. Kenny Clark had, I think... He was tied at one point. He was tied or had the most pressures going into like the middle of December last season for defensive linemen on the interior. I don't know if he finished the season as the leader, but when you've got guys like Aaron Donald around the league, you can't underestimate what Clark does for the defense. So, um, Mark Jair, Chris Barnes. Um, I don't know if we've talked a bunch about Barnes um, as far as your your being on the show, but. If you think about it now, you know, Jair being out there is huge because he's obviously the Packers' number one corner. Paul, you mentioned Kevin King, and Kevin King is is questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision. So I guess, I don't know, Mark, put yourself in the shoes of Tom Brady, although I know you know how to count. But uh, thing, uh, put yourself in the shoes of Tom Brady and Jair Alexander is out there covering Mike Evans and you're so. I mean, how does how does this go in your mind as you're working through your well, progressions? Yeah, Brady, well, Brady can count the two, and he might not be able to count the four, but he can count the two. Don't count one, Alexander, and two. I'm going after two. <laughs> so Kevin King is, isn't out there, right? I mean, Jair Alexander is going to be bored stiff Sunday. If, if Kevin King doesn't play, because they're not even going to look at him. It, it, it's going to be like when uh, Dion played. You know, they, you didn't look at that that side of the field. So, and let's be honest, I don't know who's going to, who would start if King's out. Josh Jackson has not. You know, we were all hoping that you know Jerry Gray could get the best out of him and maybe he'd step up. Well, it hasn't happened. Um, he, he came in re- relief um, in the Falcon game and was bad. He was so bad that by the end of the day, he got benched for for uh, Kadar Holman 
on the last series. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe they move Sullivan outside and 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 put um, Savage more as a slot guy and Raven Green at safety. Uh, Red Redmond actually played a lot of nickel um, last week or two weeks ago against the Falcons as as well. I don't think they could put Jackson out there. I really don't. And I, I, I'm, I know Paul and I are both big big Holman fans, but he has he's, in, he's inexperienced. Yeah, exactly. And you're and you're going against Tom Brady. So I really hope Kevin King. He he did uh, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but he did come back on a limited basis Friday, which is that's a good sign. Um, you know, I, I read where where the floor said it's going to be a game time thing. Maybe the extra three hours because it's, it's it's a late start. Maybe those extra three hours help. But the Packers need Kevin King out there. That that would be a tremendous loss, especially against this this team. I mean, because they do have some good receivers and they have a you know a Hall of Fame quarterback. So and a smart quarterback who, who's going to just go after the other guy. So it's going to be interesting to see who the Packers start outside if King can't go and who plays nickel and they'll, they'll obviously give that guy help. They're going to have to double with a safety over the top a lot. So, but we'll see what happens. I, but I, I'm really hoping Kevin King, you know, gets stays healthy, you know, gets gets healthier all day today and and, and tomorrow morning and early afternoon. So they, by by three twenty five Central Time, he's he's ready to go. Remember when Reggie White hurt his hamstring and it was like torn, and all of a sudden, like two days <laughs> later, he was playing and he was fine. Well, that was holy water. That was- holy water. Yes. <laughs> It just seems to me like I, I, Paul. I think you said it best, Mark. I know you feel the same way too. That that inexperience with Holman, um, and 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 Jackson just hasn't played well. Just, mm-hmm. Josh, has. yeah, Josh Jackson doesn't. Uh, he just doesn't. For, I, I don't know what it is. It's so bizarre. Um, and I, I, he was highly touted coming out in, in uh, 2017 uh, or was it 2018, and. College is a much different game. That's that's a perfect example of how college is just a much different game than the pros, than yeah. the than the NFL. Because Josh Jackson just hasn't. Now he's he's been a good uh, contributor and you know special teams and all that kind of stuff there too. But yeah, I think I I think that's probably the best combo. I guess you know because Savage, you know as you mentioned, Savage has played some corner. He's he's not he's not that he hasn't done it before, but you got to use that versatility to move these guys around um, because that, that youth, like you said, Mark, with uh, with Brady back there is just it's too much of a risk. So, unfortunately, uh, Tyler Irvin, the running back slash wide receiver, has been ruled out. He has a wrist injury, and he will not play. That can affect the offense in terms of some of the gadget plays that Irvin is, is good for back there. I don't know if anybody else really offers that, that same type of versatility. You could say Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones can do everything. But as far as Irvin back there, he's just – you never know exactly what he's going to do uh, because there's just so many different things that he can do. Aaron Jones is a little bit more of a pure running back, but uh, the Irvin injury there too. Uh, you know, a good point made uh, before we started recording by you, Mark, is obviously the um, the special teams aspect. And when you put somebody right. else back there to return punts and kicks and things like that, you can't overlook the importance of having a guy like Irvin. So does that worry you for special teams, or do you think they'll have it covered? Well – They'll have it covered. I mean, um, my guess is Jackson will be back on punts. He went back when Irving got hurt against Falcons. And I think, you know, basically you just want safety at that point. You don't want – you want good decisions, and you want just, you know, on a punt, just catch the ball. Don't don't muff it. You know, um, don't let it bounce and roll. You know, lose 20 yards on a a roll. You know, come up and catch the ball. 
call you know call fair catch if you have to get Aaron Rodgers back on the field. That, that's what you want at that point. Don't don't mess up. With Irvin, you're hoping he can get you know maybe 10, 15 yards on it. But here, you, you just got to be safe. Kickoff returns anymore? I mean, what is it? Ninety percent of them go in the end zone now, anyway. Probably close to that. So put a guy back there, just you know, just let, let him let it watch him go in the end zone and, and get the ball in the twenty-five and and be happy. Because um, to be honest, Irvin hasn't done much on kickoff returns this year because he hasn't had much of an opportunity. I think he had one. One went for like 30-something yards out of all the kickoffs this year. He had one one good one. So I'm not really worried about kickoffs. Punts is what I'm worried about, a guy making a, a bonehead, inexperienced mistake. So that's why I think Jackson is, is pretty, he, you know, the few opportunities that he's had, he has caught the ball. So just have him go back and and, and catch the ball. And, and hopefully he'll have a lot of chances because that, that means Tampa Bay's punting the ball a lot. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be a good thing too, Paul. As far as the offense goes, and Tyler Irvin, how big of a piece do you see him as? I mean, as far as the offense goes, is this something that the Packers can mitigate with Jamal Williams and some of the other backs that they have, or even some of the other receivers? As far as some of that motion or some of those those other things, or or do you think that this is this is one that we should definitely, uh, you know, is is maybe more significant than we think? I mean, obviously, we'd love to have Irvin in there and what he provides when he has the ball in his hands, whether it's a kick or a punt return or uh, he gets the ball in the backfield or on a passing play. When he takes that first step or two, it looks like he's just going to break it, and you just feel like he's on the verge of making that big play. So obviously, he's going to be missed, but. And I know the Bucks are a different animal than the Falcons, but we just saw the Packers and roll through the Saints in Atlanta without Devontae Adams. So they'll be fine without Irvin. I think, like you said, Aaron Jones could be someone on those jet sweeps. I think MVS is another option for that as well with the speed with the speed that he possesses. Um, one other player I wanted to mention, um, and I know we'll get there, but on the Bucks side with Vita Vea not being in, that's going to be a huge loss for them. Um, he's been one of the better nose tackles in the league this year, and the Bucks have a stout defensive front, so he's going to be someone that they're missing as well. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts yeah that's that's that is a big body in the front so i mean hopefully the packers can take advantage of that i think this is one of those games where you're just better off keeping tampa's defense on the field and tiring them out let them get subjected to that heat and all that kind of stuff and make the green jerseys not matter and and tire the other guys out um on the defensive side of the ball we talked about kevin king and that's obviously going to be a very big key to the Packers' defense. So, again, he's a game-time decision. Rashawn Gary did not play against the Falcons. The Packers won anyway, but Gary has stepped up and been a big part of that pass rush effort, which has unfortunately regressed in terms of their ranking, as we talked about a little bit earlier. But an ankle injury for Rashawn Gary, he's listed as questionable. Uh, which, again, could potentially have been probable in, in former days when probable was a designation. But I 
I think with Kenny Clark coming back, not that you ever don't want all your horses up front there, but I think with Clark coming back, it at least gives the Packers a few more options with Zadarius Preston Smith. Now, Zadarius Smith's also listed as questionable, but I think we've seen over the course of last season and this season that he tends to play more than he doesn't. I don't think he's actually ever missed a start. So um, I'm going to assume Zadarius is probably going to be out there. But Rashawn Gary with the with the ankle, and that's your get off when you're a pass rusher and, and kind of your first move. And he tends to kind of bull rush a lot and use his, his power to his advantage. So, you know, that, that could potentially be something. I don't know, Mark, as far as Gary goes, I, I didn't hear how severe it was or how questionable he is. But if let's just say if Rashawn Gary can't go, does Kenny Clark coming back alone make you feel better? Or do you still think that, you know, okay, they're going to have to obviously move some things around and kind of figure some things out? Well, they would. I mean, they're going to have, I mean, Lance, he didn't play against Falcons. And, uh, the kid Garvin got, got, got more work than, than normal and didn't make a, didn't have a big presence, but he, he, he flashed a couple times for his first real extensive play. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I, I think Gary's going to play. I mean, he, he was, he, he didn't miss a practice, right? He was limited all three days. Right. Yeah. Usually when you're limited all three days, you, I mean, again, it, it'll be game time probably, but I tend to think he will play. I mean, like, again, I, I wish there was still probable because then we would know more. You know, what I'm saying that he, he may be listed as as probable, not questionable, and then playing. Uh, but getting back to you know having Kenny Clark, you guys know how I feel about Kenny Clark. I think he's the best <laughs> player on the defense. I think he's better than, than Darius even for for what he brings to the table. He makes guy everybody around him better. Um, I wrote there's a story I, I wrote the other day for Packer Report was you know everybody's getting on on Preston Smith not not having the kind of year that he had last year. And I think a big part of that is not having Kenny Clark in the lineup. Kenny, Kenny Clark makes everybody better. Um, he made Preston Smith. Preston Smith had his best year ever last year. His first year in Green Bay was better than any of his years in uh, Washington. And I think a lot of that was because of a guy like Kenny Clark that, like, like Paul said earlier, he, he, you know, he collapses that, that middle and that opens things up. Uh, he also takes on two blockers every play. Yep. Um, I think I think you'll see a, a noticeable up, uptick in, in Preston Smith's play starting Sunday in, in Tampa because Kenny Clark's in, back in the lineup. I hope so. I mean, I, I, I think they, Preston was, was talking about how his responsibilities change, and sometimes he's more heavily needed dropping around in space and in coverage versus rushing the passer, and so things have just been a little bit different. Maybe Mike Pettin got a little more creative this offseason and decided to do some different things than just having him rush purely after the QB, and uh, they're not taking anybody by surprise anymore. Deep opposing offenses are not are aware of where Preston and Zadarius Smith are, so they're paying attention to to those two guys, but it's, it's going to be important what they do with them, and Kenny Clark is going to open up a lot of things for that pass rush, and that's one thing that if you if you look at the, the games where Tom Brady has struggled, and there have not been too many throughout his, his near 20 your career, it's when the pressure works. It's when the pressure happens. That's when they when the Patriots were losing Super Bowls. Right. Uh, the times that they lost, it was because the defense found a way to make Brady have to make decisions real quickly or have to move because he does not move well. He's not a, he's not the type of quarterback that can throw well on the move or uh, or get around in space. Now, what I don't want to see because the Packers like to do this every once in a while is they like to make a really slow quarterback look fast and set some mm. sort of career record for rushing yards, which for Tom Brady is really not that scary. It's probably 12, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it. But, um, I mean, keep him in the pocket and bring him down when, if and whenever possible. But remember, it's Tom Brady, so make sure you lay him down gently. Make sure his head gently hits the grass. 
if it looks too violent, you know, there's going to be a flag thrown because it's Tom Brady. So as far as the rest of the injury report, uh, big dog, Mercedes Lewis is um, not listed as questionable. He was limited all week with a knee injury, but it looks like he's good to go. So he will be back. And then big break for the Packers with Chanted Sullivan, who was, um, had a concussion and, and he was a full participant all week in practice. Had the Packers had to play a game last week, they probably would not have had Shannon Sullivan. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying in this day and age of the concussion protocols and everything else, there's a good chance that they might not have had Shannon Sullivan. So imagine having to go play against this offense without him. And then, you know, Kevin King has one less week to get ready. The Packers are, it's a tough game, but they're at least got the, the benefit of a second week to get as healthy as they are versus where they were coming out of the Atlanta game. So that's the Packers side of things. Anything to add? Yeah, Mark, I was going to say, anything to add about uh, Mercedes Lewis or Shannon Sullivan and that extra week uh, coming back from the head injury? Yeah, well, Lewis is great to have him back. He's, you know, he's not going to catch 10 passes for 100 yards, but he's going to, he, he, he'll, he'll make a key play for him every once and again. And, and, and you love him as a blocker. He, you know, he, he's almost like a sixth offensive lineman out there at times. Right. Um, when, and the and Tampa's got a pretty good, you know, they, they're, they'll, they'll try to come after Rodgers a little bit. So it's good to have him back. Um, but yeah, that, that's an excellent point that you made, Jason, with, if the Packers did play last week, they would almost undoubtedly be without Sullivan and King. And then I don't know who the hell would be playing corner, right? I mean, it, it'd be, Coleman and Jackson might both have to play, and you know that that's you don't want to be down that deep in your at at cornerback going against um, you know especially Tom Brady, but almost any any good quarterback would would find a way to exploit your your fourth and fifth quarterbacks. Well, I know it didn't happen, but it begs the question of whether the Packers would have broken the glass in case of emergency and called up uh, Mr. Tremont Williams. And since, you know, he, if he know. was ready to come back and play for one week, I mean, he's a year older. He's, he's at some point, Tremont's phone is is not going to be the not going to be the number to call anymore. Um, you know, I, I, I feel know. I feel like it's kind of like he, he wasn't in camp. Is he, is he even in shape? Yeah. Well, it was like every year where where it was like, okay, we got a new long snapper this year, and then after week three or four, Brett Good was back in there. <laughs> a little bit different. Long little snapper, snapper, very very different, very different, very different for sure. But. Um, Paul, I know we talked about Shannon Sullivan and Mercedes Lewis, but um, again, I, I I like to get all the perspectives here because as, as much as Mercedes Lewis is more of a blocker, and, and even though he's got the big uh, catch this year, I don't want to underestimate uh, what they offer to each side of the ball. So that second week of rest, and you've got Mercedes Lewis and Shannon Sullivan in there, obviously it's it's good for both sides of the ball. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've already hit on the Bucks receivers and um, the struggle, or, you know, not struggles, but the test that the Packers secondary is going to be up against, even if they were fully healthy, and maybe they are with King. But I think Lewis is a sneaky, a sneaky good addition to have back because of his blocking ability. I mean, the, the Bucks run defense, they're giving up only 58 rushing yards per game this season. That's 2.48 yards per carry. Um, and I, like I said earlier, they're without Vita Vea, and I think that's going to be – how they're going to respond without him. Like you said, he's Kenny Clark's better, but he's their Kenny Clark. He eats up two blockers, gets that penetration up the middle as their nose tackle. So how they can handle not having him, I think is going to be interesting to see and telling as far as how the run game goes for the Packers, but having Lewis out on the edge and also having Lewis there to help block, especially I'm thinking have Billy Turner in mind, who I wrote about today for Cheesehead TV. He's been, I've been pleasantly surprised with his play over the first two games that he's been back at right tackle. 
75 pass blocking attempts, hasn't given up a sack, a quarterback hit, hasn't been called for a penalty. This is going to be his toughest test of the year. Uh, I think more more times than not, he's going to be up against Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett led the league in, in sacks last year with 19 and a half. And so I think having Lewis back as someone who can line up in line next to Turner, maybe provide some extra help against Barrett, I think that that's big for the Packers. And going back to the game against Atlanta when Lewis was out, um, I thought there was those, I think Wagner had seven snaps lined up at the tight end yep. position, yeah. uh, basically taking Lewis's spot on the field. So um, Matt Lafleur wasn't hiding at all what you know what Lewis is known for and what he brings to this Packers team. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a veteran presence there too, and it's just it's another guy that Aaron Rodgers feels comfortable with when he's back there, um, and Lewis is blocking and he's up front, just knowing that he knows where to be. This is the week where because it's an active Bucks defense, this is the week where that decisiveness. Getting the ball out on time is going to be really important. And if you take a week off, and it could maybe throw the rhythm off a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers struggle too much coming off the bye. He's a good football player. He's going to be ready to go. But if, if there's anything to be said there, it's like, okay, well, with a week off, does does anything get dis- – and then you have to go on the road. So this one was always a tough one. When I looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year, I had this one circled as kind of a sneaky, tough game. Uh, actually, I thought it was going to be a really, really tough game. And now – the line on this game, interestingly enough, has moved back and forth. And I think once again, the, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but didn't Tampa sneak back in as a one-point favorite? Or no, they're a one-point underdog. So the no, Packers are the Packers are one-point favorite, but they start, it start, when it started out, I think Tampa was either a one-and-a-half or a, a one-point favorite. So it's it's moved, moved a little bit. But on the Tampa side of things, just three questionable players. You've got Carlton Davis, the cornerback, Khalil Davis, the defensive lineman, and then Leonard Fournette, the running back. Don't forget they've got LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy was listed on the injury report, but he is good to go. He had, a, had an ankle injury throughout the week. He was limited two out of the three days, but he was a full go on Friday. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul was was um, limited participation the first two days. Didn't practice on Friday, but he is a go. Uh, don't forget, and Dom Kong Sue. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say his name. Dom Kong Sue uh, is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yes, we get to deal with him once again and all of his things that he likes to do against the Green Bay Packers. Um, he missed some practice this week. It was not injury-related, and he is not listed as questionable or out, so I would think that he goes. I mean, the, the Bucks had quite a few. Uh, Gronk is listed, but he's uh, with a shoulder, but he's good to go. There was quite a few Buccaneers that were listed, but it looks like they're going to be pretty much at, at full health, and it's Bruce Arians, and they're at home. And they had that terrible Thursday night loss to the Chicago Bears. And we all know why it ended the way that it did. But the reality is, is that this team still lost to the Chicago Bears, who have have, uh, played, I guess, well enough to win four games this season. So uh, there's something to be said there. But I think Bruce Arians is going to bring his A game uh, without a doubt. And, Mark, I was going to ask you – Covering games in Tampa when it's been hot and warm, like talk about how hot it is or how warm it is, unless you never had to do that. I'm trying to think, I know the Eagles played the Bucks a few times, but I, I, I remember one opening day. I think it was '88. They played early in the year, and it was it was very hot. Um, the Eagles, I'll, I'll give the Eagles credit for that though. They were they, they played Dallas a couple times more so more often than Tampa, obviously when it was very hot. And like like you started to, to uh, show by by saying you know it's about being hydrated and. Um, you know, do you just and, and and not just that day. You don't just wait till game day to get hydrated. Oh right, you right. Hydrate all week, all week. You're you're drinking extra water and Gatorade and Powerade or whatever you want to. You know, um, you know, keep that, keep your body all week, keep that hi- hydration going. And you know, it, it's tough. I mean, it, it's you know, it works. Yeah, 
you know, pe- people, you know, Green Bay fans like us, we're happy when a team like Tampa or Miami has to come up to Green Bay in December, right? Because they're not used to the cold. Well, it works the other way too when a Green Bay or or Detroit or Minnesota has to go down to Florida, you know, early in the year when it's still hot out and you know it works. So, but again, you got to you just have to be prepared. And hopefully, and like like you asked about the Eagles, I know the Eagles were always, always, always very ready for that, and it didn't and it, it didn't take its toll on them as it would other teams, maybe. So hopefully the Packers, you know, they, they, they know what they're they're getting into, and hopefully the players follow the protocols and, you know, the, the heat won't be a factor. And, and like you said, keep Tampa, let, let the heat bother Tampa by keeping that those big defensive linemen on, on the field for more than half the game. Yeah, keep moving the sticks. I mean, living in the Phoenix area here, uh, you know, make all the dry heat jokes that you want, but the hydration process, I, I can't tell you, I worked in the hospitality industry for a long time, and guests would come up and say, hey, we're gonna, we want to go hike Camelback Mountain. Uh, you know, we're going to drink some water, and then we're going to go hike the mountain. Well, it doesn't, the, the hydration process isn't just drinking water right before you go and do something, like you right. said, Mark. The hydration process can take days, depending on what it is that you're trying to do. It's about staying hydrated throughout the day, making sure the electrolytes get into your body, getting enough sleep. The sleep is sleep is a big part of the hydration process that no one talks about. Everyone thinks it's all about liquids and water or, you know, foods and things like that, but trust that the Packers know what they're doing. I've I've seen enough uh teams come through my hotels before and I've seen what kind of things that the teams do to keep them conditioned and ready to go that the Packers are going to are going to have it under control, but this this is a, you know, the, the Packers don't face the Bucks very often and it's been a while since they've they've played in Tampa. I think correct me if I'm wrong, guys but the last time they were in Tampa was in 2014. And obviously that was an, ages ago. Nothing is the same uh, on either side of the ball except Aaron Rodgers being a quarterback, really. I mean, everything else is, is so different. But as far as Mason this one... Mason Crosby was a kicker. Wasn't Mason Crosby, that's true. Crosby was a kicker. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, and <laughs> and the, Packers, the Packers got that game late in the season. And interestingly enough, even though it was December, that was the game that Aaron Rodgers got the calf cramp, that he, that he had the, the calf strain. And then the following week at Lambeau, he missed some time and, and had to come back and save the day against the Lions. In week 17. So uh, as far as this one goes, I, I guess I, don't, I won't put you on the spot to ask you for a score prediction. But, Paul, before the season, how are you feeling about this game, and is it any different now? Uh, before the season, I had the Packers winning, and I think a big part of that was because they were coming coming off their bye and just having that little extra time to prepare. This is going to be their toughest challenge yet. As good as the Packers' offensive line has been, um, like I just mentioned, the Bucks' run defense is excellent. They're third in sacks. They have a young secondary that can first force turnovers. Um, their receiving core, their offensive line doesn't give up a, a ton of sacks on Brady. And, of course, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Um, even if he's 43, 44, whatever he may be, now he's still a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame quarterback. So this is going to be the Packers' toughest test. Um, I haven't thought ahead enough to a score prediction but I still do think that the Packers are going to win. This offense is just just rolling right now, and until I see otherwise, I think I'm just going to keep rolling with that along with them. Mark, do you feel the same? Yeah. I thought this was a win before. I'm not as big on Tampa Bay as everybody else. Um, I think New Orleans is better. I mean, New Orleans beat them, right? So I, I still think the, the Saints are the class of the, of, of, of the NFC South. Um, they beat them head-to-head. The Bears, I mean – if if you if you can't beat Nick Foles, you can't beat beat Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's. I, I guess this is the only thing that worries me is that they're going to have a game this season that's going to look like the Chargers game last year, and this just seems like one, this just seems like a potentially game uh, ripe opportunity for it to happen. But there's plenty of other games that could fall into that category, and this yeah. one this one could go great for Green Bay, and they could they could run Tampa right out of their own stadium just as easily as well. So one thing one thing I think we we need to touch on that that it, it's kind of injury related is. 
the Packers have three open roster spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they put DeGuerra down on injured reserve. Um, they've already, you know, they haven't replaced um, Alan Lazard yet or uh, Kirk. So they have three spots. I'm thinking that um, Martin and St. Brown may join the active roster sometime today. Do you guys agree with that? They got to do something, right? They're not going to go. In, I don't think they're going to go in with only 50 guys, right? I would hope not. I mean, listen, if you've got if you've got the spots available to you, why wouldn't you fill them? I guess is my take. Paul, your thoughts? Yeah, I I hadn't even thought about that, but you know, with the two practice squad elevations, that's in addition to the three that right. you're talking about, I believe. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Martin and uh, Sam Brown could come back. They're both back yeah. at practice this week. And then, you know, I really like this Billy. Billy Wynn, Billy yeah, Wynn he, I think, will be the third guy. Yeah. He had this – I put it up on my Twitter account when I was rewatching the game. There was this, this rep where he – it was, you know, Kenny Clark-esque where he took on two defenders, still penetrated, and Kingsley Kiki got, Kiki got free because of that. And they were able to make a play and uh, tackle the ball carrier in the backfield. So – in small doses, I really like him in there. He's got that yep. big body, and obviously with Clark back, he may not be as needed as much, but you need to rotate guys in and out, and you need that depth. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think they're the three guys, Mark, um, St. Brown, because they're, I mean, Lazard's still being down, and they they, they had Begleton up um, against Atlanta. He didn't play much, but he was up, and then they put him back to the practice squad. So my guess is, right, we'll, we'll see the we'll, we'll see St. Brown for the first time in almost two years. Yeah, it's been a long time. It'll be good to have him out there and see how much he can integrate himself into this this offense. And, you know, if he's out there, he's I, I, he's not Tyler Irvin, not the same player, but St. Brown did, did spend some time in the slot when he was uh, playing in 2018, so maybe that gives the, them a boost a little bit. I'm sure they'll bring him along slowly. You can't just throw him out there, there after two years. It's going to take him a little bit to, to get going, but hopefully MBS and Devontae Adams and everybody else makes it an easy decision, and they don't have to throw EQ out there too much, but I'm really excited to see Kamal Martin. You guys know how I feel about Kamal Martin. We had a very yeah, nice discussion yeah, about him, uh, and I think we all, despite the discussion we have, we actually, the funny thing about it is we all agree. We think he's going to be a, a really solid player for this defense. So it's I just a- wanted to add this real quick. Um, last week I tweeted out, we still got to see how Martin plays and Chris Barnes young, so is Ty Summers, but the Packers could have their their trio of linebackers for the next yep. three years, Barnes, Martin, and uh, Summers, with Barnes being the highest pick as a fifth rounder. Yeah. Martin, yeah, right. Martin, yeah. yeah. Or Martin, yeah, sorry. Martin, yeah. the highest pick as a fifth rounder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you're right. Those three, they're young. Um, Martin, you know, again, inexpensive. Very expensive, yeah, like you said, but, you know, from where they were drafted. Um, yeah, Barnes and Martin, especially, could be. And again, we haven't seen Martin yet, but, you know, we heard. Um, we still got to see, yep, absolutely. We, but we, we all like the pick, and then we all like we all like what we heard about him in camp before he got hurt. Um, but yeah, that that could be, and that was a big, you know, that was a big weakness that all of a sudden might not be so weak anymore if, if these guys can play. Yeah, and it's about time. I mean, geez, they've uh, the. I mean, they ignored the position for a long time. They just didn't address it. So it's not like it's it's the Packers had bad luck. They chose not to address well, it, except in in Oren Burks who can't play. Oren Burks who can't play, and then Blake Martinez didn't get a second contract. So whether that was right or wrong, I mean, it's just I it's right. it's just I not been right. a, it's not been a position that the Packers have allocated any sort of resources to, but they, they look like they've they've hit on a pretty good player in Kamal Martin, but again, he's got to play some snaps, and we'll see. We thought Oren Burks was going to be great. He looked great in practice. Paul, you were at the practice where he picks off, you know, the the most famous play that Oren Burks is probably going to turn in as a, as a Packer happened in training camp. It didn't happen in the regular season. It was the interception. Well, he's a good special teams guy. Burks, I, I'll give him that. Sure. 
as bad as he is on defense, he's that good on special teams. Yeah, right? but they need their depth. Third round picks are supposed to be more than special teams. Right. Yeah. They they need that. They need depth on defense, and it's like there's just there's so much attrition, and there's a lot of season left, and there's it just seems I don't know I I don't want to jinx it, but with everything that's happening, every team seems to be getting bit by the by the virus at some point. So I'm just wondering if it's more a matter of when and not if. I hope I'm wrong. But especially because the Packers are having such a good season, and then all of a sudden, you know, does this do we have another Milwaukee Bucks effect here, where yeah, they have, they have a great regular season, and then their momentum somehow gets slowed down, and then in the playoffs they just can't put it back together. I don't know, but nonetheless, uh, around the horn, guys, with what's going on this uh, this next week. I know during the regular season things kind of tend to settle in a little bit, but Paul over at Dairyland Express, what can we look forward to once the game happens? Uh, so Saturday today, I actually came out with my three X factors for this game. Now it's not going to include the Zadarius, Kenny Clarks, Aaron Rodgers of the group, but the, the non-stars who are the three key players in that regard. And then after the game, I always have my my instant takeaways, just uh, just kind of bullet point and highlighting things that I saw and reactions that I have. And then as the week goes on, who knows? Depends what happens on Sunday. Absolutely. Mark, what's happening over Packer Report? Same thing. I mean, I, I do my, my instant analysis or whatever we, we call it right after the game. I get up as quick as possible. Um, so, yeah, look, about a half hour after the game's over, look for that on Packer Report. And then uh, my Thursday column will be, again, we'll see what happens, what the what the news is during the week, and, you know, maybe a preview of next week's game. or could, it, it, That could be anything. Okay, good stuff. And I'll have the game. I'll have the also have a game recap up at Game on Wisconsin after the game. And hopefully, we're all writing about a Packers victory and they remain undefeated. And hopefully, somebody's going to beat the Seahawks at some point so that we can stop <laughs> stop having to share space with them. That's one team I do not want to be sharing any space with. So well, they're not going to lose this week. No, definitely not. That's you can take that. You can take that to the bank. Although I don't know if anybody's going to bet you on that, Mark. I don't think anyone's going to take that bet. So you can find all of our great work. Mark's over at Packer Report. Paul is at Dairyland Express. I am at Game On Wisconsin. It has been uh, a good one. It's good to be back, everybody. And our group will be back with the injury report just ahead of next week's game. Everybody enjoy Packers at Tampa. Be safe and go Pack Go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.